When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 187A of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr., and I'm excited. Why am I excited? Well, I'm excited a lot because I'm excitable, but today I'm really excited because I'm about to interview Darren McCarty. Now, I've looked up to Darren for a while. I mean, for obvious reasons, if you're a player but i mean i if you're a hockey player in general that came out in the 90s you'd that was alive in the 90s or or fan or by extension anybody who lived in detroit darren is um a legend for a few reasons i guess i mean he's got four stanley cups often the life of the party um i don't always mean boozing and stuff but um you know, he was a bit of a wild child back in the day. Sober now, apparently. And um, But when I say life of the party, I mean, it's just always the... What's um, a real positive dominant force in the room? Not from the point of having an ego, just like there's a presence. And what he doesn't know, he doesn't realize this. I'm sure he doesn't. But when I was 15, I'm elaborating on how I know this, by the way. I'm a fan just like you guys. But when I was 15... And Mike Barnett was Wayne Gretzky's agent. He had just signed me. And I, I always needed to work on my skating, as I've mentioned on here before. But so did he. So there was a school 
in Penticton called the Okanagan Hockey School. I didn't really ever have a job. I mean, I was 15, I guess. But I could go there and, and work and make a little bit of money in the summer. Um, and this was the year before I went to the Tri-City Americans. I'd already been drafted there, but I, um, you know, the draft in the West when you're 14. So 14, 15, I played in Quinnell. I posted a little thing about that yesterday on my Instagram um, and, and Facebook. So those years happened, and it was clear to everybody I needed to work on my skating. So I went to Penticton to work at this school, and there was also... It worked. It was two birds and one stone because there was a girl there working with the school named Laura Stam, and she was one of the best power skating instructors around. She had a great reputation. And um, so I, I, of course, opted to go there. That was the biggest reason. I'd make some money, and I'd get to skate with Laura Stam all summer. So McCarty was also there to see Laura Stam. He didn't teach at the school like I did, but he flew in for at least two weeks to skate with her. He needed to work on his skating, too. So we stayed together in a cabin. Now, I knew him because he was, he hadn't played in Detroit yet, but he was drafted there and he'd played in Adirondack. Not that everybody knows the minor leagues, especially back then with no social media. You really had to follow the American League to know everybody on every team and all that stuff. But I was a hockey player, much cut from the same cloth as McCarty. Um, and, and so I knew. Right, because I'd been to um, when I was 15 that year. I did go home. I, I remember hurting my knee a little bit, so I missed maybe uh, I don't I don't know 10 games maybe, and I um, went back to Newfoundland and Adirondack were in town playing St. John's. I knew exactly who Darren McCarty was. He was easy to see out there, easy to notice for a player like me because he was a big power forward type. I mean, I hear the word enforcer, but I hate that with him because he was much better than that. Um, I mean, he was also a bit of an enforcer, I guess, but. Yeah, he could score. Darren had 127 points his last year junior. This guy like, is a good hockey player. So anyway, after that day that I first met him and then spent two weeks in his room, like in his cabin, we were in like these log cabin type things. And um, yeah, I just remember being real nice to me. I, I didn't think, I, I figured he'd play in the NHL because I knew what the American League was and the minors. And I knew he went the second round and he's putting in this time for a reason. And the buzz about Darren McCarty, even before he played in the NHL, was a good one. And again, like the year before that, he led Belleville in scoring in the O. Like, and I followed the O, especially Belleville, that classic team. I mean, a few years later, my buddy Danny Cleary would end up playing there, who, of course, would become a teammate of Darren's in the legend, legendary Stanley Cup run of 07-08, which brought Newfoundland our first Stanley Cup um, by a player, and that was Danny Cleary. Danny and I are friends still and uh, kind of left at the same time. So that was great to see. But uh, I always followed along with Darren. I was happy for him. I haven't spoken to him since, though, ever. I just sent him a message. He's coming on here. I still haven't spoken to him. I'm positive he doesn't know that I was the kid in his room. In um, That sounds creepy, but you know what I mean? In his fucking cabin. It was a two-bedroom little log cabin. Yeah, I just remember him being real nice to me. And, you know, he, he was kind of humoring me at times. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he didn't fucking know who I was. You know, and that's a long time ago. But I'm curious what he has to say about that. And listen, for I've had a couple of people, I announced this the other day, or I announced, I, I, I mentioned it on one of these podcasts, maybe the Jason Greger show. And I had a few people send me messages. And a couple of them said, who's Darren McCarty? I'm like, holy shit. Now, I get it if you're younger and you weren't born. But I don't know, man. He won his last cup in 07, 08. 
He's got four of them. He played in one of the biggest dynasties of our time in the Detroit Red Wings with all those legends. He scored huge goals, was the centerpiece of the fight night at the Joe, the retribution on Claude Lemieux, which to me is a turning point in Detroit becoming a dynasty, not just a good team. Um, he's tried stand-up comedy. Um, he's a musician. There's, He's done some wrestling, you know, that pro wrestling stuff. I've, he, 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 well, he was a character. He took part in one of the events, and we'll hear about that. Um, and, you know, he just is front and center of a lot of my hockey avenues. And a lot of people that I've played with and respect have played with him, right? Like Cleary and, and Todd Bertuzzi is another one. I remember Todd um, a few years ago. Todd comes over for Cleary's Hockey School and the George Street Festival, which I've talked about. And Big Burke gets right into it, man. He DJs and everything. He's fucking awesome. Um, but anyway, he had great things to say, Cleary. About Darren McCarty, everything I hear, even there's been ups and downs. He's been pretty open with his struggle with booze more than anything. And, but the whole time you were rooting for him, and I never really got the sense that, I, you know, you always felt that he would come out of it smelling like a rose. He always seemed to. That last cup I talked about, 07 08, he was retired, came back to play in Flint and like the United League, moved up to the AHL at a hat trick his first game, and then got back on the wings. I mean, he, Previously, he played 700 games and had three Stanley Cups. I mean, I think when he came back to play, at least for me, I figured he'd make his way back in the NHL. But it was some work, and I believe there was some substance abuse problems at the time. I remember the league coming down on him a bit. But, you know, he, he waded out of there and, and, and figured it out and always met adversity with a punch in the face. No pun intended there because he's a real tough guy. And anyway, I just really respected him. I, I followed him closely since I was 15, obviously, and we stayed together. He doesn't realize that. And um, a few years ago, I did a like a UFC kind of fight. It, it, it's still, I can't believe it hasn't been posted. I got to ask these people about it. It was a big event, and they were waiting to post it for sponsorship. And I guess that ship might have sailed because uh, it was two years ago. And anyway... Um, Two and a half. Uh, Darren was like one of the commentators, like kind of judging it. And I still don't think he's putting two and two together and realizing that I'm the one that asked him to come on the podcast. But um, I, I got no reason to say that. I just know how busy he is and how insignificant really I am in his life. Just a hockey player that, you know, I'm not sure if he watches Shorzy. I know he missed... He would have no reason to follow my career. Um, like I said, I haven't played. I hadn't played in the WHL yet when I met him. So I was a, I guess, a super fan. It would have seemed. And like when we we're on the ice skating, like I, I can't imagine. I worked so hard at my skating. Like I didn't really work at anything else. Like Gretzky says, if you're working, you're doing the wrong thing. If if you feels like practice. Hockey never felt like practice to me. I could go outside, shoot a thousand pucks. I'd only come in, I guess, because my arms were tired. But I could go out there and I'd, man, I was a fucking schmutz. I would go out like in the driveway and I'd put on jerseys like Knuckles Nyland or Rick Tockett or Cam Neely, even Gretzky and Lemieux. Like I, 
I, I would act, you know, I would go out in the driveway, shoot on the, on the, uh, or the cul-de-sac down the road, Rosedale place, and just shoot on the net all day and, and act like I was one of these players. And if I was Gretzky, I'd be finesse and I'd always be like doing the play-by-play. Bob Cole, I looked up to, I told you reporters and broadcasters back then. So I would mimic these players and, um, yeah, I'd be like commentating as I did it, like I was Bob Cole or Harry Neal going along with the game, you know? Um, why did I start talking about that? Anyway, um, that's what I would do when I was younger. Why did I start talking about that? Darren, Darren's coming on the show. He went on to be, yeah. I'm not sure, but anyway, (laughs) that's what I used to do. Um, but, uh, I I guess when I was drafted to Montreal, it would have been 95. So Cleary came after me then. It would have been Cleary got a late birthday too. So I guess it was 97 that Cleary was drafted. And it was that year we had a ball hockey tournament over here, the, the provincials. And I told you, Danny Cleary's played a lot of ball hockey growing up. Um, I used to play against him, ball hockey, like I said, is big here. It's part of our, like, summer games program, like ball hockey. It's, uh, I, I, I shouldn't laugh at that, but it should be part of more, I think, summer games, things like that. I really do hope someday it's in the Olympics. It really should be. There's a lot of more players play ball hockey worldwide than ice hockey, man. You don't need a rink, you know. So, anyway, but we were over here, which is really ironic here because me and Danny, and he had two guys over that played on the Belleville Bulls, Craig Mills and Brian Secord. And we watched that playoff run. Craig was over here doing a little bit of work for his father, I believe, who was an MHA in Canada at the, at the time. And I'm not sure the nature of his work, but he stayed over here and he had a little apartment down in Pleasantville, Kitty Vitty area, for those that know the area, in St. John's. And we hung out there. We played ball hockey. We skated. I got to know Danny's buddies. And I'm still buddies with Craig. I see him all the time. Well, not all the time, but... I keep in touch with Craig. You know, as you get older, I guess you lose track of some people. I never played on Craig's team. It's weird, but we kept in touch to that. Maybe once, twice a year, but I see him. And it's funny, last fucking year, man, uh, Shorzy season one was ending. And, oh, I guess it was two. So that was this year. And I was just waiting. I had a flight, let's say, Tuesday morning. And this would have been Monday evening. I got a ride down with the transport guys from from uh, Shorzy and my flight was obviously I'm going one way. Everybody else is going the other. So I was by myself that day and I said, fuck it. I'll go to a Jays game. Fucking thing was sold out. I had tickets three rows from the top and I go in and it's sold to people in every seat. It's one little seat open. And I sit and I'm right in front of Craig and his two kids. Unbelievable. Things like that have happened over the years. But anyway, we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. With DraftKings, you can bet on any game you want. Whether you want to bet the puck line or the over-under, DraftKings has something for everybody. And if you want, you can throw down on your favorite player as an anytime goal scorer. Or if you're looking for a long-term bet, maybe you want to predict the Stanley Cup champion. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. 
New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. So me, Milzy, Secord, and Cleary were watching the Detroit Red Wings win from a bar downtown called Normies. And it had the worst special ever. I'll remember this. Till the day I die, anybody in Newfoundland, even close to my age, if you were drinking at that, well, I suppose, 97, I would have been 19 turning 20. So, yeah, I guess there's maybe not a lot younger than me that were there, but anybody my age or older. Normie's had a special drink-free, everybody in the bar, until someone cracks the seal and has to piss. To this day, one of the stupidest, stupidest promos ever. Because what happened? Me and everybody else. I mean, I didn't let people know at the time, but they would give you plastic cups. And I remember saying to the boys, fuck, man, I'm guzzling these beers like everybody. And nobody wants to go. They had a big, like, they had tape across the bathroom and a bouncer standing there. And if you went in there, you were going to get shit from the whole bar. You're, you're canceling free drinks from everybody, right? So it would be a huge lineup and people are shotgunning beers. The stupidest thing. So I would just take the plastic cup and I'm like, okay, once I got to piss, I'm just going to piss in this cup, right? Like I'm definitely not breaking the seal and ruining everybody's night. And then some people took that a step beyond and would like piss on the floor. And it was just, it's the stupidest fucking event I've ever seen in a bar ever. I mean, piss all over the floor, pissing cups. I can't imagine trying to clean up at the next day. And the fact that it even went on as long as it did, which really was only a couple of months, I can't even believe that it, it went on at all. But anyway, we were in there on that night. And in a little TV, Jungle Gyms, what's it there now? Oh, for those locals, it's Shamrock City now. And it's pretty much the same, right? Shamrock City, I guess, other than the signage. even Yeah, even where the stage is now, it's very, very similar. So... I mean, it's the same building with a few minor renovations, but it's a similar setup. Now, picture that, except Jungle Gyms, which is still connected, but there was an, like an opening. You could order food from up there, and it would come down. Now it's more shamrock is shamrock, jungle is jungle. So Normies was an extension of that. But anyway, so to give you the idea, right, people were in there and just finishing a bite to eat, and some people were pissing on the floor, the weirdest atmosphere ever. And I do remember... Fucking someone breaking that seal of the door and just getting shit kicked. I mean, this again, stupid, immature. Why were we in there? We were twenty, but um, we were watching Darren win the cup. So that would have been his cup, his second cup. No, his first. Yeah, ninety six, ninety seven. So we watched it, and the reason I say that's ironic is because Danny Cleary was with me, who would have, was about to get drafted to the Chicago Blackhawks. 
And it didn't work out there. She clearly went Blackhawks, Phoenix, Edmonton. It wasn't working. I remember talking to him. He was going to go overseas, and then, boom, he uh, hooked in. Or hooked in is understatement because he really worked at it and played well and uh, signed with the Red Wings, and then clearly would end up winning a cup 10 years later, 07, 08, with Darren. So that was wild that that happened. And the three of those guys were Belleville Bulls, where, where Darren played in junior. So I... I always like it. I, I never seemed to stray too far from Darren. Then when I went to Montreal, I remember talking with Scott Thornton, who, I, who I've had on here. Which Scotty's just a great human being, great teammate, and he had played in Belleville with Darren, and they're both like really into motorbikes, music. Like they're very similar players, even really. Um, I mean, they are different. They shoot different ways, of course. But they both brought the same sort of thing to the table. Um, and they'd both played in Belleville. Both big guys like to fight, can score some goals. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, it, it, two years don't go by that I'm not in some way connected to Darren McCarty. Um, which, again, I find wild that I'm going to have him on my podcast here today. Um, so there's that. And I do, I keep forgetting to say this, but a lot of people text me from Calgary. So listen, I'm going to Calgary. I'm going to Banff January 26th to give a speech at the Banff Springs Hotel. Okay. I'll tell you what I got coming up here. March 6th, 7th, 8th, I'm going to be in Calgary um, doing the same sort of a thing. I'm not sure where, but it's going to be Calgary. March, or sorry, February 23rd to the 25th, I'm going to be in Fort St. John for an outdoor uh, hockey tournament. I, forgive me. It's called the Something Cup, and I forget. But I'm going to go out there and be the guest speaker. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, February 8th to the 12th, I'll be in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the 16th I'm, of February, I might be in Miami. I'm not sure yet. Um, but that's to do with a drink that I might have coming out soon. Um, we're working on it. I'm just not sure when it's going to come out. We might have that. So those are some upcoming dates. And, of course, on March 26th, I'll be in Chicago. We're going to the Blackhawks game. I believe we're going to drop the puck. When I say we, it's going to be me, Dolo, Goody, and Jared Kiso um, from Shorzy. And uh, I don't have much details yet. I just got an email asking me to go, and uh, hopefully that that one sticks because of everything that seems like the most exciting and Connor Bedard should be back by then. Right. It was just announced. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. This being beginning of January. I think he'll be, he'll be back in March. Well back, hopefully. And uh, not that he listens, but let's hope for a speedy recovery. A lot of people are talking about Bedard and he had his head down and you know, what a tool and he's so soft. Look, man, I, you know, he's going to be, on the softer side of things. I mean, he's a great player. He's not, you know, he's young, he's small. He's finding his way in the league. He did have his head down, but he lost control of the puck, right? That really, and he had to extend. And when he did, I don't think Brendan Smith um, meant to hit him dirty or anything. I mean, it's a hockey play. 
he meant to hit him. And of course, your 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 game when you're coming through. But when you lose the puck a little bit and you reach for it, you leave yourself really vulnerable. And he cracked his jaw. I have no doubt that Connor Bedard will come back strong. And yeah, I honestly, a lot of people said to me, you know, he wouldn't have lasted back in the day. Well, maybe not, but but it's not back in the day. But I know what you mean. I know. Like, if you were to come through and make that move, especially, like, even in the WHL in the 90s, I was talking with my buddy Kevin Pozo, who was a um, four-year WHLer back in the day, hard to play against, good guy, and still talk to him. He lives down south now. He was actually involved in acting as well. But, you know, he brought that up to me, and, and I totally agree. Like, the game is laughable at times, how soft it gets, but the more I think about it, it's not Conor Bedard's fault. And I won't go as far as to saying it was a freak accident, but I think it was a rare thing. Like to lose the puck like he did and have someone right there, like the, all the timing came in. And if I looked, I mean, if I looked, you know, I looked, he, he does get hit. And in the especially in the WHL, I mean, he got hit a lot. I looked back at some highlights. and So I guess he's used to it. Is he going to drop his gloves? Probably not. But a lot of people, probably not, right? Um, was it careless? A little bit. But he's 18, and I don't think you're ever going to see the tenaciousness of Darren McCarty. That's just the world we're in. But I do believe that he'll be a real good player, and I, I think that Chicago have to get better, right? They're going to be near the bottom again, so they're going to get another decent draft pick. And the thing is, they're sneaky bad this year. I mean, we knew they were going to be bad, but they've got a lot of injuries, right? A lot of injuries. And um, so that doesn't help. Um, but anyway, regardless, I don't care how bad they are. I love seeing games in Chicago. I played one. I got knocked out by, by Ryan Vandenbush. Well, I mean, I say knockout. It was apparently a good fight, but he hit me and I went down to one knee. And trust me, I didn't know where I was. I went to the box. And Ryan talked me through it. Um, same thing. I watched Ryan. I just mentioned that I came back and watched Adirondack play. That's how I knew McCarty. Ryan was on the St. John's Maple Leafs then. Ended up having one of the most feared punches of all time. Check out Ryan Vandenbush, Nick Kiprios. But anyway, yeah. Bushy was, uh, and I'd looked up to him. I'd seen him play. I was just coming into my own as a pro. And he was a pro veteran early on in his NHL career and uh, crushing guys. Yeah, and he hit me with one. But like I said, like I was kind of throwing, and you wouldn't have known the punch was so devastating because I went down to one knee. He helped me, actually. I, I don't remember this, but he picked me back up. I remember people telling me right after. And uh, when we went to the box, he kind of talked me through it. So, yeah, I was, I mean, it was Chicago, and the fans were going mad. They just rebounded. They were starting to turn the corner. There was some dark years before that. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I love watching games in Chicago. I went there a lot. My good buddy Jeremy Charles, the chef I've spoken about, he moved there for five or six years. So we'd go visit. And Chicago, man, I it's uh, got so many layers to it. A lot of people forget it's right on the lake, too, and there's like a big beach right in the middle of the city uh, of sorts. I mean, you know, it's... 
you, you don't realize how beautiful it is. And then you, you get the two major league teams. I love sports. Obviously, I love sports cities, many of them. Um, love might be a strong word, but I love Chicago. And White Sox are there and the Cubs, but I love going to Cubs games, man. It's uh, such a riot. Uh, Wrigley Field is so historic. And uh, what I love, my favorite thing about the field is that, you know, it goes, it's not a dome, obviously. It's an old classic field, uh, unique in so many ways. But across the street, there's buildings that go just a little bit higher than the outfield bleachers. And on the top of those buildings, they have seats. <laughs> so you, So people that live in the buildings go up and... It's almost if you, if you're looking from home plate, it looks like an extension of the stands, but it's not. It's seats that are just across uh, the street. And anyway, it's it's a big time vibe. Um, all of their sports teams have had legends, so there's a huge history behind it. You know, um, I, I don't love the Bulls, but I love Michael Jordan. You know what I mean, sort of thing. So, you know, any little barber shop or coffee shop or sandwich shop. You're going in Chicago. People might not be even into sports that much. I mean, chances are they are. But you can talk about sports. It, it almost transcends sports because everybody knows these personalities. And it reminds me of a small town, the way they talk about their hockey heroes and their sports heroes, like Ken Reed's book I mentioned, Hometown Hockey Heroes. You get that feeling in Chicago, and Chicago is massive. It's one of the biggest cities in North America, third biggest in the United States behind New York and L.A. And there's something, I'm not going to say a small town feel, but in sections of it, it certainly feels like that. And there's lots of trees, you wouldn't think. A lot of people have these big cities and they picture smokestacks. And like Toronto, they call it the big smoke. I always thought that was stupid because... I mean, of course, there's going to be smoke in cities more so than most other places. Concrete jungle, fair enough, right? There's going to be concrete. But Toronto, like Chicago, has a lot of trees. For a big city like that, Toronto is like how these subsections. Well, the six, right? Six boroughs, as Drake talks about. Toronto, the six, that's the six boroughs of Toronto. And, But in each, you could even divide it further. And there will be little sections that feel like small town neighborhoods. Um, and again, lots and lots of trees, which is, I think, gives a city a, a, a little bit of a small town feel or natural feel at times. I hate going places with absolutely no trees. Um, anyway, for what it's worth. Now, listen, it's uh, 4.15, so I apologize for this brief little episode but um i'm gonna go now he's coming on in 15 minutes so i'm gonna end this one and uh start the next one and i'm gonna release this tomorrow well you're listening to it so you're not really worried about that <laughs> but darren's will be released on thursday um today being wednesday so thanks for listening if you're downtown st john's newfoundland and you want a beer go to the bull and barrel go to trinity pub TJ's Pub, Rob Roy Confusion, the Martini Bar, and Green Sleeves, of course. If you're going to go for a bite to eat, want to do it at Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, or Wedgwood Cafe. If you want to change your attitude, do something positive, start working out, 
But Orion Power, power conditioning, strength and balance for the body and mind. Mr. Lube, there's two locations in St. John's, Newfoundland. One's on Torbay Road, one on Camelot Road. Live, laugh, lube. Pitbull Pain Relief, the pain sticks that just don't quit. Go to pitbullpainrelief.com and see what all the fuss is about. True hockey, take what's yours. Folks, I'll be back in 15 minutes, but in a day for you folks. Thanks for listening to 187A. I'm really excited for 187B featuring Darren McCarty. Coming right up. Thanks very much. Catch you on the rebound. Thanks for listening.